What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. Welcome to the Hobby News Daily Morning Minute. Today is Tuesday, January 16th, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking a little bit about Panini Prism. Welcome to HobbyNewsDaily.com, an online resource for the latest news about sports cards, memorabilia, and other collectibles. We hope to provide information and a little fun with your hobby experience. Every morning, you can listen to the Hobby News Daily Morning Minute for a quick update as you start the day. We would like to welcome StadiumInsurance.com as our newest sponsor for the Morning Minute. Stadium Insurance provides insurance coverage for all of your sports collectibles and memorabilia needs using their cutting-edge app and easy-to-take photos to protect all your cards and collectibles. Check out StadiumInsurance.com for more information. If you compare and contrast the way that Panini does marketing on Prism versus the way that Tops and Fanatics have done marketing on you know, the flagship product, uh, Bowman I think is another good example. I would say if we're looking at you – know, if we're comparing the two companies, those are probably the comparable, uh, comparable products when it comes to popularity for each of the companies and you know – Bowman, and I think this is actually probably one of the first years that Tops has really gone like above and beyond. So, I mean, I would even say if you don't include like the Tom Brady campaign and this year's promotion of Bowman, like if you were just to include Bowman Chrome and then Bowman Baseball from the beginning of the year, um, and if you were to I mean, I guess you could include all, you know, probably f- Series 1 and Series 2. You know, you're going to see more promotion from Tops versus uh, Update because when Update comes out, that's when also Bowman's coming out. And you've had a ton of different products. And it's it's actually interesting for me, like Tops Update, I'm not sure exactly why there still is a Tops Update. Like, I understand that Tops wants to make money on the product and they're going to sell it. But I do wonder what the. Like, I would be, and I'll, I'll never probably see these numbers, but I would be interested to know the profit margin between what it costs for all of the Tops Update cards, like, you know, autographs, memorabilia, production, uh, distribution, all of those things, versus how much money they actually make. Which, I guess I, you know, I, like, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, I, I would imagine Tops probably... They probably have uh, contracts with distributors and hobby shops where they – and this is me these, these sort of spitballing and brainstorming and not, not knowing for sure. But like the cards, it feels like when they come out, it feels like they're probably already sold. Like Topps isn't actively trying to get people – isn't trying to – they're not actively trying to get uh, the large quantities of Topps update to be sold. They probably already have contracts in place with people where they know that Tops Update is a product that they can just produce, and they know that X amount of people are going to be buying it because they already have contracts in place. But you know, either way, I think I think that there's a way that they could make Series One and Series Two better, and just make it Series One and Series Two, or just maybe they call it something different. I don't know because you know. Also, like, I get, I don't know, it's just, like I said, it's weird that it's Series 1, Series 2, and then Update. Like, why not just do, I guess, the same way that Heritage does Heritage and then Heritage High Number. You know, why not just do two different products? 
Like, why not make the product a little bit better? And, you know, I guess, sure, you might look at it, and there may be a bunch of different reasons why they still want to come out with update. But, sorry, that's not really the point. The point that I'm trying to make on this podcast is that I feel like Panini has given up on marketing Prism. And I say that across all of their sports, because if you go to their Twitter, there is one tweet about, like, a, a Puka... Uh, Kanua, I think, is the, the wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver from the Rams. There was one tweet about some like draft picks auto that that someone bought, like that they retweeted, like in the past couple days. Because Prison Basketball is is close to becoming is close to coming out. I believe the checklist is out, which you know with with Prison Basketball and Prison Football, there's only one release the whole entire year. So it really is almost a it's almost a contrast between like Prism coming out once a year. And then, you know, Tops Update and Bowman coming out multiple times a year. But from what it looks like is that Panini has basically – and I have I think I've talked about this on other shows where a couple different things. I don't know if Panini is looking at this and saying, well, we don't need to market because it's our most popular product. You know, like I said, chicken or the egg type situation. Do are, Do people want to buy this because we're marketing it? Or do we not need to market it because people are going to be buying it no matter what? Like, you know, that, and I don't think that's exactly the chicken or the egg. And I think actually on the last time I tried making that comparison, I think I did it wrong that time too. But but either way, so that's like the one point. And then the other point is just like, do they maybe not even have the resources to market this product? Like, have they really gone almost skeleton crew at Panini with all the departments because of? I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know what's going to happen with Panini over the next few years. Like, sure, they have some decent licenses, but I just feels like every couple months they lose some. They lose a license, and and that maybe so maybe that's the reason why we're not really seeing any type of marketing around Prism. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think more realistically, I think that's probably the reason because I just look at it and say, you know, Prism is their most popular product, which, I mean, if you honestly, if you look at the marketing in general, there really hasn't been much promotion of any Panini product, which, you know, I don't know if that's indicative of they know that the products that they're putting out are not good, realistically. Like, they know that they don't have any of these top quarterbacks on, you know, any type of uh, autographs. So it's like, if they're trying to promote any of these products that don't have autographs it's like maybe they look at it and say well why what's even the point like we know we already know like and it's probably the same thing like they already have you know contracts with let's just say however many distribution companies with ever many targets and walmart's well targets targets target and walmart would be with the distribution but hobby shops so they don't like i would be also interested to know the difference between direct-to-consumer for Panini, and then how much they're making through the distribution of, you know, hobby shops and stuff along those lines. I think that also would be a kind of an interesting number. And I wonder if it's... I mean, I wonder if it's like an 80-20 type of situation where 80% of the money they're making is from these, you know, contracts and distribution, and then only 20% is direct-to-consumer. Because obviously with direct-to-consumer, you're taking out the middleman completely, but... You know, somebody based on the pricing that they're putting out, you know, and they, a lot of the products are saying that they're sold out, you know, on Panini's website when they first come out with them with like verse off the line and stuff. But like, I don't know. I, I've, I've been, I've worked in marketing before and 
I have worked it for a company that has tried to sell a product, and the product almost selling out was like a very specific marketing point that we use pretty frequently. If I'm going to be honest, like even though it really wasn't, it's, you know, sometimes it was close to selling out. Most of the time, you know, it would be. Most of the time, it was a little bit of a fib. I'm not going to lie. Like, and that's you know, that's just a marketing ploy. Like, marketing in general is such a. It's almost like you're trying to get like it's a scarcity type of marketing, and I think a lot, pretty much almost all marketing is really like that. If I'm going to be completely honest, like all, all different forms of marketing are trying to. I guess you could say scare people into buying the product by saying that it's almost sold out. So, you know, if first off the line comes out and that sells out really quickly, people are going to people that don't really know are going to look at that and they say, "Oh, well now I have to, you know, I want to go out and buy whatever at the store because, you know, it's sold out on Panini's website, so if I can find it in the store, I got to buy it." Now, that type of consumer buying probably has a much lower threshold for the profit that Panini is actually making on the product because there's, you know, there's the distribution and then there's Target and there Walmart. So there's like different, there's almost different layers, which I think is sort of why we've seen Fanatics really do a lot of focusing on um, going more direct to consumer, you know, because they're a, they're a business. They are a business trying to make money. So that's just, I think, what you're going to see from them in the future, more of that type of marketing. So that's why maybe Panini looks at it and says, well, if only 20% of our marketing is – or only 20% of our profit from Prism is coming from people buying it directly, like what's even the point of – what's even the point of marketing it on Twitter or Instagram or any of these websites? Like maybe that's the case. I don't know. I mean it, it just it, – it does seem a little bit unfortunate because – I always enjoy seeing all the stuff that people talk about Prism and all of these products when they come out. Panini, not really in the same boat, it seems, but I guess we'll see. Uh, maybe there'll be some sort of more marketing once Prism Basketball actually is going to be coming out uh, pretty soon. Remember to follow at Hobby News Daily and sign up for the mailing list at hobbynewsdaily.com and keep collecting.